0: Yeah, pew, pew, pew. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley, nope, that's Holly Roberts. <laughs> yeah,
1: Brad's taking the day Brad off Brad is taking
0: the day off. Hopefully he's relaxing and not uh, being kept, uh, you know, uh, down by the rain. Uh, Grant is with us. Thanks for hanging with us, Grant. Hey, Thanks, guys. Grant. Thanks for having me. Um, Holly's in the middle of a redhead sandwich. Um, oh. lucky you. That sounds a lot
1: more suggestive
0: than I think I it I know, it's is. just going to be, you know, it's just redheads are spicy, and you get to just enjoy that experience. Yes, I will. Um, I will. So, you know, I kind of wanted to get started with the thing that is blowing up before our very eyes, and the timing is all very interesting, and I'm not saying interesting in a Minnesota way or in a conspiracy way. In general, it is interesting that the royal family is like, blowing up before our very eyes. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. So there's kind of two things that are happening simultaneously, and that's the thing that we're interested in. The first thing is the news that came out yesterday uh, about the investigation into the methods that Martin Bashir used to get that infamous interview with Diana, Princess Diana. Uh, And this is when he was with the BBC. He has since parted ways, um, but it was found that he used several coercive, uh, techniques to get her to consent to this interview. Deceitful. Deceitful. Yes. Um, and, and now the, the sons, the boys are speaking out about it. Ooh.
1: Oh. Ooh. Okay. Look, that, that report, that inquiry did not mess around. It,
0: well, it didn't. And you know what the, well, the thing that keeps coming back up is, This is not new. This is not a new. um, These allegations are not new. No. These have been around for quite some time.
1: Yeah, they they were first being complained. This interview had complaints against it from the Mm get-go all the way back into 1995. Yeah. So we've been hearing about this for, what, 26 years now?
0: That's a long time. It's a long time. Um, But now, you know, they finally kind of settled it. And both the princes, Prince William and Prince Harry have had something to say about it. And they both are essentially saying what we've all kind of known is that this this interview ended up having a direct link in their humble opinions to the death of their mother.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's the heartbreaking piece of it. Um, But they're not pulling punches. They are they are being very forward about how they see that uh interview as having impacted the death of their mother.
1: Yeah, well Prince William's statement is a little bit more diplomatic, I would say.
0: Because he's well, yeah, still because, a member of the
1: royal family. Yep, he's gonna be king.
0: Exactly. But
1: he still isn't mincing words because he was lambasting the BBC for contributing to significantly to her fear, paranoia, and isolation. And uh but then Harry.
0: Yeah, okay, so do mm. you I I don't have his actual statement in in front of me right now, which Mm -hmm. that is because my computer is glitching. Do you have it in front of you by any chance?
1: Um, You know, the full response. Yes, I do. Now, so here's what Prince Harry had to say. He said, Our mother was an incredible woman who dedicated her life to service. She was resilient, brave, and unquestionably honest. The ripple effect of a culture of exploitation and unethical practices ultimately took her life
0: mm-hmm, so here's the thing that I find really interesting is you sort of alluded to it in the fact that William still in the royal family, going to be king, he still has to exist he has to sort of uh he has to be diplomatic, he has to he has to walk that fine line, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will, um,
1: well, and he his, goes, I was just going to say that William in his statement, he specifically goes after the BBC. He's talking about p- this panorama program specifically. So he's not mm-hmm. really talking about the media necessarily as a general broad amalgam entity. Right. So he's sticking to the BBC inquiry and he's thanking them for doing that. Whereas Harry It's
0: just going all in on it. Well, and Harry can go all in on it because he's not bound by the, the royal family any longer. And we're seeing this, and this sort of spills over into topic number two, but we're seeing this... In how he's carrying himself out in, in life where he's, he's not pulling any punches. He is telling the truth about the experience of living in that gilded cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's doing that sitting down with Oprah talking about his own mental health. So when I say there's two things happening simultaneously that really is coincidental Um, that this report was made, that this uh, Martin Bashir thing was tied up at the same time as this Oprah interview is going on. Mm -hmm. He is being very, very, very honest about what life looks like in the firm.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, he he is talking to Oprah mm-hmm. and he is saying some things and he's explaining his life and yeah. what he was going through and some of his past actions and really raw and really vulnerable.
0: And you can kind of uh, you can draw some conclusions on your own about how his experience went and how it might have been for diana Mm -hmm. because one of the things uh he talks about is the cries for help from him and his wife Meghan markle to the royal family
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and how little they helped
1: yeah because prince harry in this new oprah interview he's saying that every single ask request warning whatever it is just got met with total silence and total neglect So he's saying, he kind of alluded to this when he sat down with Oprah a couple of months ago, Mm -hmm. that the royal family was not here for any kind of request for help. It wasn't like he was necessarily even suffering in silence at this point. He was reaching out and saying, there are some issues here that we would like to address, and we want you, the firm, the royal family, the British institution that it is, can, can you help us out?
0: And they and they were not there for it. Mm -hmm. And again, what is interesting is I think you can kind of draw some conclusions then about how Diana felt in that experience as well, because she also struggled Mm -hmm. uh, and struggled very similarly. Um, Harry tells very uh, what's the word? very specifically about how he used drugs and alcohol to numb the pain he felt after the death of his mother. Mm -hmm. He talks about that fateful night that we've heard, uh, he and Megan talk about in the previous Oprah interview where Megan, um, talked to him about plans to end her life. And he talks about just how specific those plans were Mm -hmm. and how little, uh, how little it helped. He talked about his father Mm -hmm. and the way he was parented. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's dropping all kinds of secrets. Sure. Because
1: he can now, Yeah, you know, there he is, you know, and he talks about, well, he's seeking the help that he asked for within the context of the Royal family. But now he's not really in that construct anymore. So he can be vulnerable in that way, you know, without it being a liability. Well, at least according to the British royal family, being emotional and vulnerable like this, one could assume that they would consider it to be a liability to the institution. Sure.
0: Absolutely. Well, what I find interesting is he does. He talks about because this special is all about mental health. This Oprah special um, where he's doing all of this talking is all about mental health. And one of the things he talks about is how Megan helped get him into therapy. And what's interesting about that is um, I think about what it would be like to be such a huge public figure. There is not a person on earth who does not know who Prince Harry is. Mm-hmm. And to sit down with a therapist and say all of your deepest and darkest secrets and start to untangle the very unrelatable ways that you were raised. Sure. With a therapist. Yeah. Um. Who is that? Th- I mean, I'm not, I'm not truly asking, but that that is a tall order on on behalf of a therapist. And you would think that the royal family would have had a therapist on staff. Oh
1: my goodness! Right? You would think so. It's like I've got this person on speed dial, or you just you have the royal therapist in waiting, right? And they have an office down at the musty end of the hall in Buckingham Palace. Yeah. And when you feel like you need a moment, you can just go. And talk to that person. I mean, that would be
0: nice. Yeah, exactly. Well, like I always say, I think everybody should be assigned a therapist at birth and you should just like, they'll follow you through. Right. But I really feel like that with the royal family, because Mm -hmm. again, they're not only a family. We've talked about this before. They're not only a family. It's like a business. Also, the way that they conduct themselves is unlike a normal family system. And so there's two things always simultaneously. Actually, probably three things simultaneously happening they have their normal family system
1: yep mom dad grandma yep. grandpa brothers interacting
0: like families do cousins then they have what the the firm right the business that they are conducting yes that they're balancing against that and then they have the third piece which is the public perception
1: sure and then not only on top of that you're kind of a government institution is right well. and you have your own business practices and then also you know, coming from a construct back in the day, mm-hmm. if you were part of the royal family, you were ordained by the big man upstairs yep. to be doing this kind of stuff. Now, our perception and our understanding of this institution has changed over the over the centuries and millennia. But mm-hmm. still, like, you are coming from
0: that place. Right. Absolutely. You are you are uh, your function is to uphold the religious um the religious uh, nature of of the of the nation, yes, right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's just a lot going on there, and I just imagine that what whoever that therapist is that uh, Harry showed up in their office, that therapist was like, "Oh crap! Well, All right, here we go." So they
1: we're like, "Okay, <laughs> well, but then it's like when it comes down to it, Prince Harry is a human being, exactly, just like us, exactly, and, and he is going through." the same things that so many of us go through on a day-to-day basis.
0: And he will talk about, in this interview, about trauma, because Mm -hmm. God knows he's had plenty in his life. Um, And he will talk about how he's dealt with trauma. And I actually think that that's a really important piece of um, of this special with Oprah, is that reconciling the fact that he is Prince Harry... And he is a human being with human experiences, and he is doing things through therapy that any human being who's had trauma in their own lives can do.
1: Well, and he's actually... Filming himself. Yes doing therapy specifically. He's doing EMDR therapy, mm-hmm. which is a form of treatment specifically designed for PTSD. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it yeah. in front of the camera, which is amazing. Which just totally amazing.
0: And again, like helps to break this, the stigma, which is a really important piece of this special. Um, anyway as before our very eyes we are watching the royal family uh, going through a whole lot of stuff that is unprecedented and we will continue to keep our eyes